How you guys doing today? You guys doing good? I think I have like five minutes left to preach, so we'll try to make it quick. But I got my Crocs on. I'm ready. Might have to put them in sports mode depending on how rowdy you guys get. You guys still get rowdy in this house, huh? Yes, you do. Now, before I start, I just I want to say one thing and kind of follow up with Anthony, what Anthony and Shay uh, was saying. I feel like there's a desire in all of us to, to change this world. And most of the time, it comes out in the form of a, of a Facebook post. I'm going to be careful, Pastor. I'm not going to say anything crazy. Most of the time, it comes out in the form of like a Facebook post or a crazy conversation with that one uncle, you know, talking about politics and all that stuff. Now, that stuff's important. All that stuff is needed. We have a voice. We should use it. But the only way that we're going to change our future, it's not by trying to change the past. It's by focusing on our future, which is those kids in those classrooms and every teacher in there. That's the only way that we're going to be able to change this world is by raising up the next generation. I just want to say that real quick. Now, one more thing before I say, before I start. I just want to come over here uh, to my lead pastors, Randy and Cherie, and the staff team. I'm not sure where everyone's sitting, but I just want to say a thank you from the bottom of my heart, uh, not only for, for believing in me, but for, for believing in the next generation and those kids. Let's give it up for them. Thank you, Pastor Karina, Grace, Pri, if you're in here, Kathy, Mr. Beck. I can go on. I can make this an award show. We can be thanking people all day, but I think I need to get started because time is limited. I'm going to get into my Bible verse right now. Uh, we're reading out of the book of Acts, chapter 16 verse 20, 25 to 27, and uh, this is when Paul and Silas, they were incarcerated, they were in prison, they were chained up, they were trapped, and, and verse 25 says this, it says, Paul and Silas undaunted prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God, while all the other prisoners listened to their worship, suddenly Suddenly, a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison, and all at once, every prison door flung open, and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. Now, I felt like this message was on my heart, and I, I kind of had an issue with God. I, I got in a little argument with him, and I was like, God, everyone's heard the story of, of Paul and Silas. This is, I'm going to sound like a broken record talking about this because everybody's heard it. Now, in that moment when I was getting mad at God and saying, God, you're, you're, you're wrong, this isn't the right message, he reminded me of something. He, I feel like he told me this. He said, he said, people may have heard it, but I'm not worried about that. Some people need to be reminded that chains can still break and that we can still be freed from the prisons that we're trapped in. So the title of my message, now I spent a lot of time thinking about this, okay? It's called The Great Escape. <laughs> I named it after a movie from the 1960s, by the way. Some of you guys may have seen that. I haven't even actually seen it. I just came across it. <laughs> really quick before I continue, let's bow our heads. Let's pray really quick. Lord, I thank you for everybody in this room. I thank you, God, that you still have the power to break us free from the things that are holding us back. From chains and prisons maybe that have been holding us back for, for a lot longer than we'd like. We might be older in this room or, or young, whatever it is, but I know that there, there's, there's some things that we just need to break off in our life. And you hold the power to do so. So, Lord, we align our heart with yours today. We focus on you. 
And Lord, I just pray for some breakthrough in this room. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. So uh, a, f- a few months back, we had started uh, back up with our youth. And um, we had kids coming in, and we started to see new faces after COVID. And uh, there was a lot of, of, new, of, of new people coming around, and it was, we were having a great time. Uh, there's this one student in particular, though, who was coming consistently, and his name's Tyler. Tyler, where are you at? You in here? There you are. Tyler, stand up really quick. Stand up. Sorry to embarrass you, buddy. Let's give it up for Tyler. Let's make him feel good. Let's make him feel good, because I'm getting ready to embarrass him. So you started back up, and we were holding, like, uh, our youth events and worshiping and fellowshipping and having a good time. And uh, this one night we were ending, we just had pizza and candy. Uh, it, was, it was an awesome night. And uh, we were getting ready. We were locking down. We were shutting down the building. And um, before we left, Tyler ran to use the restroom really quick. And uh, me and Sterling, we were, we were waiting outside. And I, I get a phone call, like, two minutes later from Tyler. I'm like, why is he calling me in the bathroom? It's a little weird. I think there's plenty of toilet paper in there, bro. But Tyler called me, and, and, and uh, I told him I'm going to exaggerate the story a little bit. It's something that preachers do. <laughs> so Tyler, Tyler called me. He picked up the phone, and, and he's like, bro, I could just weeping. No, I'm just kidding. He wasn't crying. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy you lunch or something, dude. I'm sorry for embarrassing you. But Tyler, so he, he calls me, and he's like, yo, I'm, I'm locked in the bathroom. Can you, can you come open it for me? And I'm confused because our bathrooms don't lock. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest. I was a little, I was a little scared because uh, the church was dark, and I don't, I don't care how manly you are. I don't, <laughs> I don't care how many guns you shot. I don't care. Uh, what your past is like. I don't care if you hunt. I don't care if you work construction. Like, I don't care how manly you are. A dark church is the scariest thing you'll ever experience in your life. It is terrifying. So I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, like, did, did the devil lock it? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> what's going on? And I'm walking over there because I need to figure out this situation. And I'm just thinking, like, Tyler's in that restroom locked in. And, and, and Tyler's pushing, and he's, he's trying to get out, and he's trying to, he's trying to escape. So he's, he's pushing, and, and, and he's, he's trying to get out. So, so he's using his strength to push the door. But there's one issue. You're supposed to pull the door. It's a door that you pull. You don't push to get out. Tyler, Tyler felt trapped. Tyler... Tyler felt trapped, but Tyler wasn't actually trapped. See, he, he felt trapped, but in reality, he just didn't know how to escape. There was a way out. He just didn't know how to get out. I just want to let some people in this room know there's a way out of what you're going through, and I'm going to tell you, whew, come on. I'm going to tell you how to get out. Let's look at this verse. I have 30 seconds left. We could feel trapped, but there's a way out. It says this. I'm going to read the first part of what I just read. It says, Paul and Silas, undaunted, they prayed in the middle of the night. 
and they sang songs of praise. They knew in order to get out of what they were going through, they needed to pray, and they needed to praise. Sometimes in order to get out of what you're going through, I only have, I only have two Ps. Pastor had five. I only got two. Pray and praise. Sometimes in order to get out of where you feel trapped, you just got to go pee-pee. You gotta, some of you guys only pee-pee on Sunday, and that's unhealthy. You got to pee-pee all week. <laughs> you got to pee-pee all week. Now, now, the most interesting part of all this to me is, is when Tyler was trying to get out, he was using his strength. It was on him. He was, he was pushing. He was using his strength. We try to escape, and we try to use our strength, and we try to do what we think's right, and we try to, we try to read this self-help book, and, and we, try to do, we try to do all the natural things we think we need to do. But the only way you're going to escape by is encountering something supernatural from God. Whoo, whoo, it's, it's right here. This is what it says. This is the supernatural thing that took place. As they prayed and as they praised, there was an earthquake. Something outside of their control encountered their situation and led them to freedom. I'm trying to figure out how to tell you guys this. There was, there's something that you need to tap into in order to set you free from what you're experiencing right now. And that, that thing is the power of God. You can't do it by your own strength, by your own might. It's not by my strength. It's not by my might, but it's by his spirit. That's how I get free. That's how I get free. It's time to pee-pee. Whew. This church is getting ready to pee-pee. I'm sure, okay, I'm going to stop saying that. Some of you guys are getting uncomfortable. I see, I see. Sorry, the kids would have loved that one. <laughs> Whew. Okay. So I, I, was, I was reading this, and it sounds great. And I was preparing for this in this first part. It sounds fun. It sounds like, all right, we get to escape, not the people, like, but we, we, we get to escape, and we get to pray, and we get to praise, and it sounds great. But God reminded me that, that there's some people who feel like they've tried to do it all. I'm not calling out any old people in this house. So I'm just calling out the people who've been following God for a while and who's, who have experienced some disappointments. Because disappointments, they, they, can, they can hold us back. Like you might be a Raiders fan, and year after year it's just disappointment, so you stop believing. <laughs> I just, Pastor's getting excited for that one. He likes the 49ers. I'm not going to tell you the team I like. They haven't won a Super Bowl since 85, so. I heard a pastor say before that disappointments can, they can kill your appetite for, for the impossible. And I just thought that's so profound because I, I don't know if you've ever been there, but I know I have. And I've experienced some disappointments and some things didn't go my way, so I just stopped believing. I allow my faith to stop where my disappointment started. 
And before I know it, I, I can be years down the line, and it's like, I haven't even tried to believe for anything. I haven't tried to believe for God to set me free because I've, I've tried the prayer, and I've, I've came to church, and, and I'm still sitting here, and I'm, I'm disappointed, and, and I, I've been following God, and I was believing for a breakthrough in my marriage, and, and, and the divorce, divorce papers are now finalized, and, and I was believing for healing, but, but the cancer just is still, still taking over, and, and I was believing for my kids to be free and experience God, but they're still going down that bad path, and I, and I was believing, and I was believing, but, but, but disappointment started to take over. If I could share this story with you guys real quick, and I don't mean for it to be a sob story. I just want to connect really quick. Uh, when I was going through, when I was going through my, uh, the internship, or if you could, Griff, you could start playing if you want. When I was going through my in, the internship, the, the second year, I had some things that I was believing for. And I was believing for some breakthrough in some areas. And uh, growing up, um, my mom's in here, by the way. Can we, mom, can we just give it up for my mom? She's back here. I don't got a wife yet, so I got to shout out the, 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 the best woman in my life right now. <laughs> but if you are looking, my number is 559 <laughs> Kidding. Some of you guys pulled out your phone. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. joking. But uh, growing up, um, my mom's just so amazing, and, and she raised us, for, for the most part, during our life, she raised us by herself because we didn't have a dad in our life. He, he struggled with his own demons and, and battled some addiction, so, so it was mainly just my mom. But the second year of my internship, I started believing for some change. I, I, I was like, God, you know what? I'm going to put this faith into action. I'm going to start praying and believing that you're going to do some things in my family. And in my dad's life. Um, so I, I would pray. and Our staff actually prays here every Monday. And I was sitting back there. And I remember just I was, I was praying. And I was pouring out my heart. And I was believing. And uh, I walked out of this room. Because we, we pray here on Mondays. And I walked out of this room. And uh, I, I get a phone call from my mom. And she's like, so you got to come home. Your, your dad's in a hospital all the way in Santa Cruz. And they're, they're saying he probably won't make it through the night. So we, we piled up in a car and we, we drove out to Santa Cruz. And I remember, you know what? I started believing, God, I'm still going to have some faith. I'm still going to believe that you're going to do the impossible, God. So we, we get to that hospital and we arrive there like maybe like 8 o'clock at night and we we stay there till four in the morning and I'm just praying and I'm, I'm reading my Bible and I'm believing for God to do a miracle. And the doctors are saying it's not looking good. He's probably not going to make it. His heart's too sick. He, it's too weak. It can't support him. So we end up going home around like four in the morning from that hospital and about a few hours later around like 7 a.m. we get a call from the doctor and they said he, his heart stopped and we couldn't revive him. Sorry to tell you, he didn't make it. So we had to go to the hospital and figure out the next steps and figure out what that was going to look like. But I remember going home and I started to feel that, that disappointment that, that'll, that'll make you stop believing for the impossible, that kind of disappointment that could leave you trapped. If, if you're not careful, that kind of disappointment that could leave you trapped in a prison 
for years. That, 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 that depression that can just hold you back and before you know it, 10 years has passed. And that, that one thing that happens still has you chained up and bound to this prison. But I, I, I went in my car the next day. I had, I had work a few days later and I wanted to go so I could just get my mind off things. And I, I was praying to God, God, show me that that you're still here. Show me that you're still working. Show me that you're still moving because right now I don't feel that way. Right now I'm disappointed. Right now I'm broken. Right now I'm hurting. God, I need you to move. And it was something small and it almost seemed insignificant, but I, I get in my, my 1998 Ford Expedition and I, I turn the key and the radio turns on and I hear this song that's been ministering to me that throughout that season. I'm going to try and sing it, and there's a reason I'm not on the worship team, because I can't sing. But I hear, I hear, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory, for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Tavo signed me up. I think I just earned my way. And I had to sit the devil down and tell him a few things people you've taken time you've taken joy you've taken something you can't take I still have my praise I still have victory you're not taking from me anymore you still have your praise you still have your praise you might be a single mom but you still have your praise you may have lost a child, but you still have your praise. You may be addicted, but you still have your praise. I still got my praise. I still have victory. It's not by my strength, it's by his power. Woo! I'm gonna end here. I have 15 seconds left. think sometimes it could be it could be difficult when you're in a season where you're feeling down to want to to want to praise and and pray for your sake to make your life better because I think we can get beaten down and and when we're in that depressed state it's like we have no energy it's like God I don't even have energy anymore I don't even want to lift my voice I don't want to pray I don't want to talk to you I can't do it for me one of the most profound things that I see in this text, something that, I mean, just blew my mind and, and gave me a why to praise, a why. I, need, I needed a why. I need a reason to, to, to get up and to praise when I don't feel like it. It says this. I'm reading the same scripture, guys. Just bear with me. There's so much packed in it. It says, Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and praised while other prisoners listened. There's some people that are listening to the way that you praise. There's a next generation that's listening to your praise. They're watching you. They're, they're looking, is, is my mom and dad, in order to get them through this situation, are they complaining or are they worshiping? It's time that we worship and that we pray for their sake because they need it.
the praise of Paul and Silas didn't only set them free, it set the people around them free. I just need to remind you, if you can't praise for yourself, do it for the people around you. Do it for that cashier that you encounter. Do it for your mom. Do it for your dad. Do it for whoever you got to do it for. I don't know who it is, but you got to praise for the people around you because when you do so, it's not only your chains that break off, but I got to tell you, people around you will start experiencing freedom because of what you did. I just got a feeling there's an escape. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I feel like this has been on my heart for a while. I feel like the, our church is getting ready to escape some things, that some people are getting ready to escape some things, that we're walking out of some things that have bound us up and we're walking into something new. Whew. I don't mean to prophesy, Pastor. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. This is our great escape, church. This is our great, we, we do it through praise. We do it th through prayer. The two Ps. I guarantee you're never gonna forget that. You're gonna remember that preacher said PP on stage. This is our great escape. And I have two seconds left now. So I'm gonna wrap it up here. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes in this room all over. I see some of you looking at me. You better close your eyes. Just kidding. <laughs> Lord, we've tried so hard to escape. Some of us has tried for, we, we've tried for years to get out of these prisons, to break off these chains. I pray, Lord, that we have an encounter today, this week, this, that we just have an encounter with you, that you start to change some things in a moment. Lord, would you break off the chains that have been holding us back for years? It's not by my power, not by my strength. It's by your spirit, God. Would you break off chains that have been holding us back for far too long? This is our great escape. It's now. It's today. It's in this moment. It's in this church. It's with our praise. It's with our voices. God, we declare that this is a day where we escaped. Help us to escape, God. Help us to escape that addiction. Help us to escape that depression that has been holding us back for, for years. We, we've lost count of how many years because we've gotten used to living in that depression. Help us to escape the chains of poverty and allow our families to experience the fullness that you want us to walk in. There's an escape for us today. Remind us, God. Remind us that some supernatural things can still take place. In this watered-down world that does not believe the way that we do, Lord, allow us to realize that there is still some supernatural things. Lord, allow us to believe that there's still some earthquakes that can shake the foundations of our prison and break our chains and free us from what it is that has bound us up. We pray for an escape today, Lord. We pray for an escape. We believe for an escape in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you can stay in that moment with your eyes closed and heads bowed.
I feel like God still wants to do something. What Preston was saying was so significant. The great escape. Right there. I, I heard him say, I heard God say, there's other Prestons in here. Hmm. Yeah, right there. Yeah, right there. Yeah, that chain is being broken off right there. Mom, that chain is being broken off right there. You feel like you're not good enough. That your significance is found in him. Yeah. Allow God right there, right there. God, God's not, God, God wants to do something right now in this moment. single mom out there you you feel like you've you failed as Preston was saying disappointments but I want you to know God is getting ready to set you up with some appointments restoration is coming to you yep sing that song over them Tavo just begin to receive what God has right there right there thank you with your eyes closed and your head bowed, just begin to sing this song unto the Lord. You set me free. As Preston was talking about, at midnight they were chained up and they began to sing unto the Lord. Christ my and that very act that took place then is happening right now in this moment. Yeah. Has rescued me. Now is your time. Now is your time. Thank you, Jesus. You set me free. Freedom is coming to your marriage. And Christ my Savior has rescued me. Yeah. So thank you, Jesus. You set me free. Christ, my Savior, has rescued with eyes closed and heads bowed. For the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever believe in him will not perish. That God so loved you that he sent his son so that you can accept him as your Lord and Savior. And I believe there's some people in here I want to give an invitation this morning that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That God loves you and he has a plan and a purpose for your life and that he sent his son so you can spend eternity in heaven, but heaven can live on the inside of you. And if you're in this place this morning and you want to ask God as your Lord and Savior with no one looking around, 
all I simply want you to do is lift your hands up so I know who I'm praying with this morning. God so loved you that he died for you. He shed his blood for you. He hung on the cross for you. The crown of thorns were placed on his head for you so you can experience his peace. You can experience his goodness. You can experience his love. God so loved you. And if that is you today, as I count to three, I want you to lift your hand up so I know I'm praying with one, two, three. Lift those hands up. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do me a favor. As a church family, pray this prayer with me. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross and you rose on the third day. I ask you to be my Lord, to be my Savior. Forgive me of all of my sins. I ask you to make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, somebody. Let's give it up for those that made that decision. I know we're, we're a little, time, little late on time here, but I just feel real quick. There's something I believe Preston needs to pray over, over moms and dads that you feel like it's too late because you feel like you're not good enough and you feel like because you're doing it all by yourself. But I want you to know something. If God can do it through a Preston and through Preston's mom, God can do it through you. And there's hope and that hope is found in the empowerment in the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So real quick again, close your eyes and bow your heads. I'm going to have you pray specifically for, for moms and dads out there that just feel like they're not good enough and you feel like all hell is breaking loose. I want you to know something. It's going to change in this moment because those shackles are being broken off. Lord, we lift up every single mom in this room. Every dad that feels insignificant, God. I pray, Lord, that you remind them that their chains won't affect their kids' life, but their praise will. Their praise is getting ready to set their kids free. They may feel insignificant, but it's not by our strength. It's not our power. But God, you will use every mom and dad in this room, no matter how they feel, to bring breakthrough in the lives of their children. Some chains are falling, God. Chains are being broken off. You're not a bad dad. You are enough. That single mom that's doing all that she can do, what you're doing is enough, and God will bless that. Bring breakthrough in their lives. Bring a hope in their heart. Bring a strength in their soul, God. Remind them that you are there with them, that they're not alone, that they have God and all of heaven fighting on their side, getting ready to bring breakthrough in the lives of, of their family. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And the church shouted, amen and amen. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.